Welcome to another edition of Record Talk Listen. Uh, my name is Tim, and on this special edition of the podcast, we're launching a brand new show. This show features myself and Mark Witt, and we have been talking about doing this for a long time. And finally, with the right push from Lydia, we're here and we have our first episode. Our name is still in the works, and uh, we're taking any and all suggestions for that. So with anything new, we're sure to have some growing pains. And to make this show a success, we need and are hoping for full audience participation. So whether you're a great cook or, or a novice, uh, we hope to, be, to make cooking more approachable and fun for everybody. So send us your name suggestions, recipes, and questions, and we'll answer them in our next episode. Send these to recordtalklisten at gmail.com. Uh, now we have our first correction, um, and this is for the recipe that appears at the end of the show. And the cooking temperature should be 170 degrees in the dark meat. Okay, and to find out what dark meat we're referring to, please stay tuned. All right, I have uh, Tim Gallagher and Mark Witt. Hi, Lydia. How's it going, guys? Hey, how we doing? <laughs> Good. So, um, we're uh, you guys are going to do a cooking podcast, which uh, I'm pretty excited. excited. Yeah, me too. Um, so, when you do a cooking podcast, you have to come up with a good name. So, we're still trying to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. So, if anybody has any suggestions, you should uh, email the show. Um, yeah. So, we'll you should email us at recordtalklisten at gmail dot com, and we can uh, or send us a tweet. We'd like to know what your uh, your name suggestions might be. So I guess we should get started with uh, why, why you guys both like to cook and uh, enjoy food. Yeah. Huh? Starting off, we both like to cook because we like food, right? Yeah, Mark, do you agree yeah. with that? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. It's awesome. That's all I think about. It's how I plan my day. And then, uh, you know, trying to get some nutrition in your family. At the end of the day, there's nothing like having a good meal. Absolutely. These yeah. are all good things. Yeah, I, I, I'm also trying to make a living at it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you have a real <laughs> family to support. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just the guy that cooks at the end of the day. Sometimes breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right, Lid? Yeah, that's right. And that's then right. Mark, talk about what you got going on. Well, you know, I'm in the restaurant business, so I'm pretty much still on a daily basis to uh, try to feed the masses, so to speak, <laughs> uh, and constantly be uh, in creative mode, looking for the good foods to cook. Oh, yeah, I mean, you got daily or not daily, but weekly specials to come up with. Yeah, you know, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, weekly yeah. specials, soups, you know, all all kind of things that we're looking to create. Yeah. So, and aside from that, um, you know, if it's not at the restaurant, I'm doing it at my house. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just like to cook. Yeah, man. I mean, because you like to eat, right? I like to eat. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Well, everybody should like to eat. Yeah. So, what what do you like eating? Oh, jeez, I'm not. Uh, you know, not, I'm too, not too particular. I yeah. mean, I just, uh, I'm all over the boards, I guess. Yeah. I just, mean, well, you have an Italian restaurant, but you really do push the boundaries with just that classification with your specials. Yeah. 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 You know, and definitely I'm into the seasonal stuff. So, we're, you know, as we're moving into spring here, there's going to be a lot of good spring stuff coming out. Yeah. And the greens will start coming out. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of good meats available in this area these days. Yeah. And pork and chickens and. Right. Beef and, you know, all kind of variety. Um, you know? Yeah. I like it all. <laughs> I like it all. Hell yeah. Well, it's anything that's good. 
Right. What about you, Tim? Anything that's why do I like food or what do I? What, what do you like to eat? What I like to eat. Jesus. Well, I mean, pizza is my all-time favorite thing. Pizza and ice cream, but you know, can't eat that stuff all the time. So, ah, you know, you do my best to eat as many good vegetables as possible. Anything that comes out of the garden, and really concentrating on locally local organic meats heavily. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying as hard as I can not to buy any anything out of the grocery store. Well, I mean, is it easier because we live in a like a farm farming community, you think? Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. We, we can find it pretty easily. And even if you can't go out and buy it somewhere, we could probably just go to a farm. Which we'll is like send an happen. email and probably be able to pick it up or something. Is that yeah. I mean, yeah. The only, but you have I think to. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just have to. You got to pay. You know, we're talking. I don't know what you guys pay at the restaurant, but it's about like four bucks a pound for a, a chicken, right? Four or five bucks a pound, which is a lot. But God, geez, it's, it's worth it. Difference. Oh my gosh, it's a world of difference. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it's an investment, but if you can, and sometimes farmers have deals. Like you can get like a half a cow or a quarter of a cow for, you know, a, or you can split something. You're not going to split a chicken because that's. Well, it's not that big. No. Right. But uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if people ask that question. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they might not know. <laughs> but, you know, the farming community around here has been really growing. The momentum in the last several years is amazing. Yeah. It's available and um, the variety of foods. Um, you know, not to mention there's definitely several good butchers around here that offer better variety than your big box uh, chain stores and stuff like that. Yeah. Totally. I mean, and it's also, you know, what you're putting into your system, too. So right. you want to make sure that you know where it comes from if you can or if not. It's OK. You just um, if you have the opportunity just to try it, you definitely should. Right. That's there does seem to be a focus lately. If you've been paying attention, that really, it's the you are what you eat kind of thing. So with the spread of information that we have nowadays, people are really starting to get conscious about what they're putting into their body. Right. And I know in this house. It's, we, we have, it's all whole foods, you know, nothing pre-packaged, pre-prepared, you know, it's right. except for, you know, tofu. Right. <laughs> Every, you know, we just make everything. Right. Cause I, it's That's the way, the way to, to go. go. That is the way to go. Well, yeah, cause right. you know exactly what's going in your food. Right. And it gives you a chance to experiment. You're not just like opening a box and putting it in the microwave and hoping for the best. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, sticking with that same topic, why do you think cooking or making food is important? I mean, geez, I mean, I think we've already tapped on a little yeah, bit of those, but, but um, I don't know. For me, um, again, you know, what comes along with cooking is like what comes after cooking is getting to eat the food. Yeah. And, um, you know, if it's even for yourself, I mean, that's fine. But, you know, even with Tim and you guys, you're, you're cooking and you're sitting down and you're talking about, you know, yeah. it's communal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's, it's communal. And so the more people that are involved, it's, um, um, you know, it's this really cool thing. Right. Know? And it's really one of the fun things about just having a restaurant. It's like one of my most fun things. I mean, besides all the grueling things that are attached to a restaurant is the fact that it's communal. People are there for this same reason. And um, a lot of talk is about the food and, and it just brings people together. Yeah. So, that's that's one of the most enjoyable things for me. I just like to cook for people. Right. You know, I just do. That's good. Well, yeah. you're in the right business to right. do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we, we're the same there. I mean, there's nothing like better than having a dining room full of people and 
them just like, know, like oh my god this is delicious yeah. or like oh this is great how did you make it i'll bring a whole chicken or turkey or pork product or something off the grill and bring it inside and and i just love watching people it's like a moth yeah. flame. half half drunk yeah. right. or sometimes all the way right <laughs> waiting for right. food and then right. salivating and devouring it you know they have you know and and it is amazing because as as basic um of an element in life that it is eating that is yeah it's cooking is not like an everyday thing for people it's a very scary subject and a lot of people didn't grow up with parents who cooked or Mm. especially in this day and age it's because it has become this like you know grab it off the shelf that's a convenience factor yeah right Um, so a lot of people are just it's kind of a scary subject almost right and hopefully this podcast kind of like eliminates that being so scary because it's not it's fun it's fun you learn things um and you learn a little bit about yourself too because when you cook for yourself then you can say like i'm going to try this flavor and then you can try it you can eat it and go i loved it or i hate that and maybe that's not for me so now that's like you know so you can kind of explore your own palate a little bit absolutely you can explore your palate and you have to realize like everything's not going to be a masterpiece (laughs) right right, exactly (laughs) expect failure (laughs) you have to expect failure i mean that's the only way that you're going to grow yeah Mm -hmm. you know you kind of like learn and say oh that didn't uh those two things didn't go so well exactly i better stay clear of that next time right or uh if you if you you have a problem like that ask for help because there's a lot of people that might be able to help you there is so much help out there now i mean just google it and once you sort through who knows what they're talking about and who doesn't right you know that takes a little bit of learning but yeah hopefully you guys will be a resource on some of the stuff so if people have problems with recipes or they think it could maybe be a little bit better they can send you some questions with the recipe and you guys can help them out with that sure we'll see yeah So, um, what was the first thing that you guys cooked? Do you remember the first recipe you cooked? Jeez, I'm not sure. I, you know, I have to think about that for a second. Um, I'll tell you about mine while you think, because yeah, I, I knew this right away. Uh, I don't know. It's probably like 1990, maybe. And Dad and I were going to sit and watch Super Bowl together, and I wanted to make Super Bowl food. So, I was 12 years old, you know, something around there. And I found back when you used to get recipes in the newspaper. Remember that? I think they still do that. I'm sure they do. But yeah. But who gets a newspaper anymore? And there was like Tabasco French fries or something like that. I I sliced everything up, like sliced the potatoes up like steak fries. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the recipe was just steak fries and dump a bunch of Tabasco on them and (laughs) put them in the oven. But it was definitely a recipe that I followed and I made and it didn't turn out how I thought it was going to. You know, I had in my mind it was going to taste like this and that. And it was just French fries with Tabasco sauce. Well, but I mean, at least you was, followed through with a recipe. It's totally my first recipe. Tabasco fries. And uh, potatoes have been a main staple in my life ever since. Uh-huh. So it's probably now a copyrighted recipe. Right. Tabasco, Tabasco fries. fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Delicacy. We'll, we'll have to look it up and see if there is a recipe for Tabasco fries. And if there is, I'm we'll put sure it on the website. We that, right. So that's a thing. If you yeah. cook for a couple of years, you could probably make it up your, on your own. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe like more sriracha hot sauce fries or something like that. Sriracha fries. Right. I could do much, so much better. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, you know, I grew. I definitely grew up with a uh, with a family who cooked, or at least a mother and my grandfather actually cooked. So I saw a lot of cooking, but I don't know. Over the years, definitely like simple sauces, a lot of potatoes. My mom, you know, we definitely ate a lot of potatoes, French fries, baked potatoes, you know, just simple things like that. Um, 
but probably like really when I started to cook was like a, like uh, getting into grilling food. Yeah, because it all it almost seemed like like it was like as a non cook, uh-huh. it was like something that you could try to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. It's like you just have this one kind of piece of equipment. There's not a whole lot of ingredients, right? Um, but there's definitely a lot of things to learn about it. You know, mm-hmm. so even just simple like burgers or uh, you know kielbasa or sausages or simple stuff like that, chicken. Yeah, yeah. but. There's a kind of, you know, some of those things have a big learning curve with techniques and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not as just as simple as throwing it on the grill. It's throwing it away. on the grill. It's really not. Yeah. You know, and to this day, I hear people say, Oh, you like, how are you doing that? Like, anytime I do that on the grill, I, it's always dry or it's this or that. And, yeah. Uh, they just don't get the results of, that they're looking for. Necessarily. Right. That's, yeah. Throwing burgers on the grill is not as easy as it sounds to get a really good result. You know, it took me a long time to, to get that. Uh, consistency in the burger, right. you know, when you put right. it on. And right. I finally, finally learned the smash burger, re- you know, technique. It, you know what I'm talking about? I'm um, open. Um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you basically, when you put it down, you, you got a ball of ground beef, basically. And you put it on the grill and then you take your spatula and you smash it. So you're flattening it on the grill. Right. And it, it, it the Maynard, the Maynard effect or that, that, that crustiness really comes out for some reason when you do right. it that way, um, and then you're not handling it like a like a goofball. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, we you've brought up grilling naturally in conversation, mm-hmm. so I feel like we should address it. Um, <laughs> it's should. grilling season, but for you guys, you grill all year long, so there really is no grilling season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the majority of people, they feel like when the weather gets warm, that's when you pull the grill out from wherever it's being stored, and absolutely, you yeah. clean it off, and you say, "This is the year I'm going to create my masterpiece on the grill." Sure. Right. So, um, I guess we should talk about a couple of different things. One is you guys both have the big green eggs. Yes. And very um, fortunate, but yes, yes. Yeah. But um, if you don't have a big green egg, you can still cook amazing food with just mm-hmm. a regular little smoky charcoal, sure, little, yep. yeah, Weber Absolutely. grill. Yep. It's like a thirty dollar grill. So um, it, it, it takes a little more work. Yeah, but it's possible. Usually, uh, definitely. Um, and so I think that people should. You guys are probably going to refer to the egg more often than not because that's the tool that you're using. But please know that you can do this on a regular grill too. Charcoal yes. grill. Yeah. Charcoal grill. Yeah. Right. So um, charcoal versus gas. How do you guys feel about how do you feel about that? Well, it's pretty obvious. I think charcoal's huh. the best. Yeah, I mean I would have to agree with Tim. I mean, char- <laughs> for, I mean in my opinion, charcoal's the best. Now I will I will say this. Uh, gas grilled, I mean, definitely has a place. Yes. And um, you know, so it kinda goes back to that when you're looking for like quick and Quick and easy convenience, um, convenience for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've cooked many a great meals on a gas grill. Yeah. But really when I want to define myself and go and get that extra depth, you know, I'm charcoal all the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, the beauty of the egg is that it makes it so easy. Yes. Yeah. You know, to, uh, to, to do that with the convenience of almost like of a gas grill. Right, right. Yeah. So um, that begs the question, natural or briquette charcoal? natural yeah i'm natural yeah i definitely like the natural stuff well briquette also is a convenience factor you know you can spray lighter fluid on it yeah see that to me is a big no-no right yeah well i did a a little research on briquette charcoal and i do have the breakdown of the ingredients in charcoal briquettes 
Okay. And they are. <clears throat> and this is Kingsford Charcoal Briquettes. So that's the most well-known, probably, briquette maker, Kingsford, yeah. And this contains limestone dust. And what that does is once your coals are ready, they show that white. Yeah. When you see the white, right. that's limestone. So all that, that's just a visual cue. Starch is a binder. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. yeah. I can huh. see that. Yeah. Borax. Oh, cleaning solution. They contain borax. And all that does, and it says it's a non-toxic amount. And all that is is uh, that releases the briquettes from the press in which they make them. Oh. So it's a press release. It's like a lubricant. Borax. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> huh. Sodium nitrate. Oh. Which is, you know, used in a lot of cooking processes, sure. also yeah. known right. to, yeah. in mm-hmm. high doses, so, yeah. known to cause cancer. Mm-hmm. And that is an ignition aid. Oh. Sawdust. Sure. Anthracite coal dust and mineral char. Those are obviously both coal. Um, and then wood char, which is charred wood chunks. Yeah. So you can have all that stuff, or you can just have, you know, like pure carbon charcoal. Yeah, made from wood. And you're going to have to pay 10 bucks more a bag. Uh, But I guess maybe that's just a philosophy type thing. But for me, I'd rather just have one ingredient as opposed to 10. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, all that stuff ultimately gets into the food. Well, I guess so. You would think. You would think. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Uh, But who cares? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I'm sure that's debatable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not it's not worth it for me to even... It's just, I don't know, the flavor is just different. Yeah. Everything about it is just a much better product. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the pluses of uh, the King Sword is it's convenient. Sure. Uh, and it's widely available. And the natural is a little bit more expensive, but it lasts a little bit longer. Yeah. I have definitely found that. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, I mean, at least in the big green egg, that's one of the conveniences of having that is, you know, you can shut it down. Yeah. And you have, you have coals the next time to, to relight. Right. Yeah. You know? The efficiency aspect. Oh, it's great. Okay, so how do you how do you light natural charcoal? In a chimney. Yeah. Okay. So what's a chimney for people that might not know? Okay, so it's a it's a a cylinder separated in two parts. Um, The top two thirds is the where you fill your charcoal. The bottom third is where you would place maybe crumpled newspaper. You light the new. You fill the top two thirds. You put the newspaper in, you light that, and that burning newspaper will ignite the charcoal. You let the charcoal go until you see flames at the top, and everything is obviously burning, and then you dump that into whatever vessel you're cooking in. So, like a little smoky or, or a big the green big green egg. egg. Yeah. Okay. yeah. How do you and, start your charcoal? Um, well, um, I have a chimney. Yeah. And prior to the big green egg... Um, just using uh, other smokers or charcoal grills, I, I pretty much use that method there. Uh-huh. But when I did buy the big green egg, I did buy an electric starter, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, I mean, it's great, if you, obviously, if you're in an area where you have electricity, but, you know, there are portable eggs that you can take camping and stuff like that. So I would, I would use the chimney net, but the, but the electric starter um, is pretty easy. Yeah. And essentially, it's just a big wand, um, yeah. a circular wand, uh-huh. and you're essentially putting it in between the coals uh-huh. or the unlit cho- coals at this point, um, plugging it in, it burns bright red, and in about eight minutes, ten minutes, you're ready to cook. 
Nice. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty quick. It's basically, it's a heating element, right? It's a heating element. That's all it is. That's exactly right. It's a heating element. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably (laughs) about, I don't know if I'm guessing, six to seven inches in circumference like that. Yeah. Yeah, It's just a big wand that goes like that with a handle on it. Yeah. You put it down in there, and honestly, 10 minutes, and you're ready to cook. That's pretty great. Yeah, it's efficient. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I could probably drink a beer in 10 minutes now. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. that's your method now. You yeah. uh, light the charcoal on fire, yeah. drink a beer, and by the time you're done, it's ready yeah. to go. So that's what I, you know, that's what I'm using now. But um, again, for whatever reason, I don't have power. I do have a chimney that is uh, available to me. You know, one of the things about the big green egg is they call it a grill smoker, right? Do you have a particular method of getting your smoke? You know, in that, you know, using the egg. Or even just any kettle grill. What do you do to create your smoke? Um, I think that's depending on what I'm what I'm looking to cook. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have different methods for that. Uh huh. You know, are you speaking to something? Well, just specifically. To, well, yeah. So, for example, my I like to use the chunks. Right. And what I do is chunks of wood. Yeah, full wood chunks, and I've got that. You know, and you soak lid it. Nose, I, I I cut my own out. Of, I've got some cherry logs, and I just put the whole chunks right on top. Okay, let me back up. I dump my embers, cool. mm-hmm. and then I top them off with fresh stuff. Open all my vents, and I just place like three nice chunks on top of that. And by the time all the coals are ready, I got some serious smoke going. Sure. And as long as I keep it like at least to 200 degrees with the bottom vent open, you know, a decent amount, I will. I'll have smoke pretty well constantly yeah okay you know and i think that's one of the biggest challenges as opposed to using you know like a specific just smoker where you can have smoke going the whole time the challenge using a kettle grill or an egg is keeping that smoke going um because really you have to take the you know you have to take the grill apart basically to get more smoke almost yes 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 i agree with that yes that's probably, I think, one of the hardest, most technical yeah, things. About especially it. if you're using like uh, uh, the plate setter. Yeah, right, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, um, how do you know your coals are ready? Ah. Just by sight. You know. Yeah. You like know. I said, well, with the with the with the chimney, when the flames are at the top. Yeah. And then when they're all burning, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then you adjust vents. No matter what you're using, you're going to be adjusting your vents. So, okay, right. You know, so vents allow more air, which allows for more combustion, which or allows, less or less for different temperatures for cooking. Yeah, okay. and typically you're going to be going less. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, and that's probably one of the biggest challenges about learning to use charcoal. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not just as easy as turning it to medium to medium high. Oh right, like know, on, a gas high, on a gas grill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's it's learning definitely about getting airflow and temperatures and, and what temperature you're looking to cook at. Cool. Cool. Yep. Putting in time, learning, learning how to use your equipment. Right. So, I mean, uh, obviously, um, people are going to want out, get out and grill. So you have a simple recipe that people can try. You thought of a simple one. Well, I have, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's a whole chicken and it's, everyone's heard of beer can chicken. God, it's like the most bang for your buck. You, uh, yeah. you, you crack a beer, you drink half of it. Or if you don't drink beer, you can use what else? Give it to your friend. Give it to your friend. <laughs> Pour one out for your friends. 
or uh, but you know i don't know but i also have used that uh hard apple cider which is also pretty good oh, oh like um sam adams what is it called angry orchard or something what it, yeah, yeah angry stuff. orchard yeah, yeah. Okay. something equivalent to that drink you know whatever it is you, you could probably even do it with soda yeah right yeah absolutely yeah. 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 yeah for sure yeah whatever it is drink half of it or, or whatever set it inside the bird did, did, okay prop it up so that it stands up inside your grill and you basically set your grill to about 325 if you can and let it go till it's a you know 160 degrees and it it couldn't be any easier and you that all that moisture inside the bird keeps it nice and moist and even uh and it's like foolproof and perfect so how long are you talking here uh that's a good question um uh, let's say for a four-pound bird, you're probably going, and that depends on whether you're using a kettle grill or or an egg. For an egg, you're probably done in a half hour to 45. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, I'm just not sure. And then a kettle grill, I don't know, 45 to an hour, I guess. Yeah, maybe just a little bit longer. Right. Yeah, and it's obviously sure. there's going to be a, a learning curve there, so your time might be shorter or longer depending. Hunters, you know. To the temperature, cook to the temperature, not to the time. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, you got to check. It's the temperature pretty key. On. And now, I'm, I'll share a little a recipe that I have for a brine, a super easy brine that's different. This is to take delicious. it to the next level. Yeah, you can yeah. take it to. The, so you got your beer, can of beer, and you got your bird, four pound bird, whatever it is. And what you can do is you, you make what I do is a spicy citrus brine. Now, maybe you should, uh, I mean, I know what a brine is, but maybe you what should. What is explain. a brine? Yeah, so, exactly. so when you say brine, okay. I know what you're saying. What, what okay. are you saying exactly? So, brine, we're talking basically a uh, salt and liquid mixture. And uh, let's see if I can get this right. So, the salt takes the moisture out and then puts the moisture back in. Okay. And has that sound good to everybody? Yeah. yeah so you're pulling that you're pulling the the moisture out of the chicken, right? Yep. But then you're putting, I would assume, like almost like a flavored flavor. Moisture. So the flavor, flavor goes moisture. back in. Flavored moisture back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, nice. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what I have here is you take two oranges. Uh, obviously, this is the juice of two okay. oranges, one lemon, one lime, one and a half tablespoons of kosher salt. One teaspoon of thyme, one tablespoon of red peppers flakes. Uh-huh. Mix all that up in a bag. Put your defrosted bird in that bag for four hours to six hours. Do you add any other liquid besides the juices of the uh, oranges? Uh, you can put add some water to top it off. Okay. Um, how much? It depends on just what it takes to cover the bird. And then that's it. Take it out of the bag after four to six hours. Wash it off. Stick it on top of the... Uh, can put it in your grill at that set around 325 degrees until you reach temperature and it's delicious you take it off the grill and let it rest for 20 minutes how important is it for you to let the meat rest after you take it off the grill mark oh i pretty much (laughs) let uh i I mean i think uh depending on what you are grilling yeah uh, or what you're cooking in general Especially chicken, I would let it rest. Uh-huh. Um, essentially, what's happening at that point is... How long do you is, think, Mark? Well, it depends, again, um, if you're talking chicken, steaks, or anything like that. 
And with steaks, you know, it depends on the cut of the meat. Yeah. Um, but I'd say bare minimum of anything I'm letting rest. It's at least 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, and essentially what's happening is the, the juices are being released and then are almost being pulled back in. Okay. Now, these are the cooked juices. Yes. You know? So you don't, you know, you don't want to just automatically pull it out, start cutting because all that juice is going to come out and, and all of a sudden you're going to experience this dry Flavorless, yeah. Well, maybe not flavorless, but definitely it's going to be a drier product. Yeah. You know? So by allowing anything to rest, you know, the the juices are still moving around. They're going to come out just a little bit and they kind of be pulled back in. So definitely I recommend resting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No matter how excited you are, walk away. Yeah. Cover it in foil and walk away. Yeah. Yeah. You got to walk away. Just get another drink. Right. Get a little more hungry. Let right. your guests get a little more hungry. Right. Yeah. Build the suspense. <laughs> Absolutely. Unveil it and then start carving yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cool. So, um, I, th- I think this is a pretty good dipping the toe in the water of a new podcast for you guys. How do you guys feel about it? I think it's great. I so, mean, yeah. You know, I'm definitely not the uh, end all authority on anything, but I definitely think I have some things to offer. Um, some definitely exciting things that. People could try, yeah. Um, some insight to things that people might not have thought of, right? Um, you know, and um, I think what Tim really brings to the table is he's definitely courageous and adventurous, and he likes to try things, yeah. You know, and that's that's one of the main components of of cooking, or you know, becoming uh, a, a great cook is just you know taking. Don't be afraid to like take uh, to kind of leap, leap forward. Yeah, yeah, take a little take, bit of a yeah. risk. You yeah. Have to take, yeah, you have to take risk. Yeah. yeah. You know, absolutely. One of the things that I do a lot, Lydia can attest, is improvise. Yeah. You know, just making stuff up yeah. and try to make it taste good. And I've got some water under the bridge in which I can I can sit and imagine flavors and how they will work together. Yeah. That right. takes time. Yeah. You I know? mean, if you have never done this before and you're like, I want to learn how to cook. Because it's also empowering because you know how to feed yourself ultimately at the end right, of the day. absolutely. You know, um, well, you can feed yourself well. Yeah. Uh, it takes time to develop a palate. It's not something that you could just be like, oh, I know every sweet, sour, salty combination under the sun. And, right. you know, you have to be able to, you have to be patient. But I hopefully this, you guys will empower people to do that. Yeah. And not be afraid. And if they have questions to ask you guys, because I'm pretty sure that you've been there at some point. And oh, have yeah. some experience. So. And I would, I, I, I totally welcome questions. Yeah. Oh, you know? please. Um, yeah. So I, I think one of the things that I'd like to get that help you of, guys grow too. Absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah. What, absolutely. I, what yeah, I was, I was just going to say, one of the things I'd like to do is let this be a forum in which to become a better cook. Yeah. Um, yeah. I through like some challenges, you know, if any of you people out there are listening and have, uh, you know, I think one of the things we want to do here is, um, Get some listeners involved and send us some recipes. Send us some ideas. So that you guys can try them out. So we can try them and then them. comment yeah. and talk. Right. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Just some different things. I mean, you know, I, I we do a lot of stuff in this different stuff in this house. Yeah. You know, different ethnicities and this and that. You know, we might, I don't know if we always nail them, but you know, we do a pretty good job. Yeah, do a bang up job, I think. Yeah. You know, it always usually tastes good. Um, but, but, I, but there's I probably always be... room for improvement as oh well. My God. Oh, my God. Imagine... Listen, if I had right. a dollar for every time we sat down at the table yeah. and I was like, this is really good. What do you think? And he goes, eh, well, I mean, it's good, but it could but, be better. Right. But is right. always the key. And right. I think that if you continually say that, 
then you're going to constantly grow and move forward. And so. that's what's important, I believe. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. getting better. Yeah. And, it, you know, and if you keep cooking that same old thing, it's like, you know, that's pretty boring. It Life is, would be yeah. pretty boring if you just didn't even just you know, try to expand on, you know, any recipe that you had. That's what I always try to do. It's like, you know, well, let me tweak it this way or take it to the next level. You know, um, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. There are definitely several recipes that I have that I've kind of like said, okay, but I've put that aside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And after I, and that's really like a creation. I've said, okay, I've, I've kind of, I'm kind of done with that. I've done everything uh, I can. I've done everything I can. Yeah. Right. Um, but it kind of gets to that point, but I'm, you know, I'll still make it and I make it that way and it's great. Yeah. You know, but 90% of things I cook, I always say, you know what? It could use a little bit of this or I'm just constantly tweaking it. Yeah. Or try mm-hmm. to take it to another level. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I would welcome questions that, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So make us all better cooks. We all right. eat better right. and feel better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we're coming into spring. So like Mark said, we're going to get some pretty awesome produce yeah. happening and yeah. some pretty, that, I mean, I think uh, ingredients themselves can be inspirational. So like if you walk yeah, around absolutely. a farmer's market and you're like, that looks amazing. Absolutely. I'm going to make something with this. Then that yep. can totally send you down a road to new recipes yeah. that you never thought to do before. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, we, we, we touched <laughs> a little bit, but there are so many great farms in our area. Anyway. Yeah. And, and again, um, I know we were talking earlier about Max and Catherine. Um, yeah. Not not in this that's, conversation, but privately about yeah. the mushrooms that they're they're doing, and um, you know, just a, a great platform in and of itself. Yeah. Mushrooms, you right? Know? Um, especially grilled and all kind of things that you can introduce to. Right, and you guys, and you guys can we're gonna we're ta- we're gonna talk about all sorts of things that you can cook. So we're not just gonna exclusively just focus on meat product no, things because no, absolutely you know, not. So it's a wide vari- varying yeah. thing. So you're not opposed to making vegetarian or vegan things and. Um, no, meat, no. heavy, heavy meat based things too. So yeah. it's a wide variety. Yeah. With, with spring coming up, we have an extensive garden here. Yeah. So we're going to talk about planting and growing. And then Mark can talk about purchasing. Okay. What looks good and how to buy it and where to get it, how much to get. You know, who knows? We, yeah. can, we can go. Whatever. Volumes or something. Talk about volume. Vegetables. Yeah. Our asparagus, hopefully soon. A couple warm days, man. Ooh. Yeah, I was looking the other day. Nothing yet? No. Okay. <laughs> Wishful thinking. The end, but <laughs> then the next two weeks, three but weeks, be we'll close. be eating asparagus. Yeah, should oh, be good. close. Good. And you guys have done well with that lo- uh, in the last couple of years, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I think we're going to be yeah. inundated right. with, uh, with asparagus. Good. Eight-year asparagus, eight, seven-year crowns, I think. Seven-year uh, crowns. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. getting out of hand, so, so we'll, thankfully. We'll give you our bumper crop. You can come up with some, uh, nice. some asparagus nice. <laughs> recipes. I like that. Good. Uh, All right, asparagus, well. Um, olive oil, high heat. High heat, olive oil. Salt. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Unless, and you know. finish it with a little balsamic vinegar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I hope everybody is good and hungry after listening to this podcast and hopefully it inspires you to eat something um, and cook something uh, that you eat. Yeah. So, but I think we're putting the call out here yeah. for anyone listening who cooks interested in food, who has a recipe and would like us to try it and comment. This yeah. is the call. This Lydia the call. has the email. Address. I have an email. It's a recordtalklisten at gmail.com. You can also go to our website at recordtalklisten.com. Yeah. Um, or you can send us a tweet, and we're at REC Talk Listen. And in the future, this particular lineup between Mark, myself and Mark, 
uh, will probably be our own show. So yeah, this is the first. The it's first, the first of many, and it's yeah, a we're looking forward to uh, expanding on the. Oh, what we have to offer and what we can take in. Yeah, yeah. great. And what we have to learn. And we need to come up with a name, though. So. We need to come up with a name. So if you have suggestions, yeah, suggestions uh, send, welcome, send them sure. to the previous mentioned uh, locales. Um, so I hope this is successful because I think this is a great podcast and it's definitely needed for sure. It's a good start. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for... Lady. Hey, no problem. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Lid. Appreciate it. Well, there you have it. The first episode with Tim and Mark in the books on a yet to be named podcast. So if you have any name suggestions for this podcast and after listening to it, maybe you could get a feel for it. Uh, make sure to send us an email at recordtalklisten at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash recordtalklisten and on Twitter at REC Talklisten. Um, if you have are a fan of Record Talk Listen, well, hopefully that you'll be a fan of this new show. Um, and until the new show gets up and off the ground and we find a great name for it, you can uh, keep in contact with them through our website, and that's recordtalklisten.com. You can listen to this and other episodes there, as well as on iTunes, Podcast Republic, and Stitcher. And as always, with any podcast, we're looking for sponsors. So now you have two shows that you could potentially sponsor, and if you're interested, drop us a line, and uh, we'll make that happen for you. This has been another episode special edition of record talk listen i hit record tim and mark talked and hopefully you listened until next time thank you so much